Hello, citizens of the realm. Welcome back yet again to another Press A Gaming podcast. I'm your host, Zephyr Zero, and tonight I am joined by Anvil. The all-consuming flame of gluttony. I love that you use that as your title for the podcast. And we are joined for the first time today by Jay. Yes, I am here, I guess. <laughs> are you a screen sharing? Is that what's going on? Is that, that's what I'm seeing on Skype right now? Yeah, I'm seeing your screen. <laughs> anyway, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Outer Worlds. Uh, actually, we got a lot of good games that are dropping re uh, recently, so we're probably actually going to be taking a break from the genre breakdown series that we've been doing for a little bit and start talking about you know some some actual just individual game series because like we've got jedi fallen order coming out this weekend we have pokemon sword and shield dropping this weekend the outer worlds just dropped like a couple weeks ago um what the Alex, hell are you playing ahead what the hell else yeah. uh what, what what other games are coming out recently, guys? Uh, I'm I'm blanking. Um, the new Star Wars one is coming out. Yeah, that was Jedi Fallen Order. I listed that one already. Uh, what is it? The uh, Final Fantasy remake? Uh, I thought yeah, that, I, there's one. Is that another two or something? Is that another Being number remade. of Final Fantasy getting remade? Because uh, I, I thought eight and seven had already dropped. There's a brand new one coming out in February. One of the 13s is getting remade. Oh. Well, anyway, back to The Outer Worlds. Uh, Obsidian's love letter to uh, space operas. So, uh, right. You got, uh, Anvil, you've gotten a chance to play it. I know you have. Uh, what are your thoughts on it so what, far? What a beautiful love letter it is, for sure. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to literally anyone. Uh, it's very, it, it's reminisce slightly of Fallout, but more story driven than not. The thing that attracts me the most is the graphics. I can't wait to play it. It definitely yeah, is a beautiful is looking game. Uh, I've, I've, pl I've played it. I like that, you know, Actions have real consequence in that. Right? Like previous games where, you know, you can uh, just sort of like get a bunch of healing potions or a bunch of stim packs. And if you get into a fight that's a little bit over your head, you just pop a bunch of them and keep running. And this, you know, it's very, you don't want to pick a fight before you're ready for it because there's your healing is very minimal at best. Oh yeah, you're, and you're the, the if meta a companion dies, your companion fucking dies. There's no oh uh it's not a big deal, they'll just be down to the end of the combat. No, they're dead for good. Depends depends on depends on your difficulty level. Because on a certain difficulty level, yeah, they will they are perma dead. Uh I'm actually playing on basically what amounts to normal mode. Uh, for my playthrough, and uh, there, 
If they get killed, they're out for that combat, but once you kill off all the other enemies, they get back up. But as long as there are enemies nearby you, they stay down. Like the Ah, uh, so that's why you didn't get that glitch. So I'll bet that's why you didn't get that glitch. I don't think it's a glitch, dude. Well, actually, it might be a glitch well, that no. it might be a glitch that Parvati's still around, but uh, still hanging around. No, it's but, a glitch because yeah. a lot of people have had. Because uh, she's not like she never died. We were on that station and she was alive, and then all of a sudden, just decided she wasn't. Huh. We didn't enter combat. We didn't do anything. And, oh, bug uh, report. Apparently, she died of a mysterious viral disease. That only, attacks, <laughs> that only attacks people who speak a certain language. Sorry, yeah. ref referencing an entire other game there. Um, anyway. Uh, About Metal Solid. You know, in, in, in the lead up to the Outer Worlds and all the advertising, uh, I love how they were like throwing shade at Bethesda and Bioware. By, by using taglines of, like, from the original creators of Fallout. And then the... I the... wasn't throwing shade. That as a uh, means of, hey. Like, come play. Now, they were... Don't uh, be a dumbass. In the way they were advertising it, I definitely feel like Obsidian was throwing shade at uh, Bethesda with for how they've handled the Fallout series. Because, like, th this was Obsidian being, like, Here's a Fallout game, but better and in space. Oh, it's like that was like our parents being like, "Here's another child. His name's Keith." Hey, hey now. Stop! Stop! It's a little too close to home. Anyway, but like now that shade. Obsidian has done such such a good job with Outer Worlds because, like, it it has that classic first-person RPG feel to it that I've been looking for out of, out of these games. Gotcha. And it, it has that feeling that I didn't get from Fallout 76. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm first I'm... pretty slick, too. I'm not gonna lie. For a game that has literally four types of ammo, it, I'm really impressed with the diversity of weapons. Like it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually really happy that they they like kind of uh, toned down the amount of uh, ammunition types available to to four categories I, because I am too. When I saw that, I was worried. I was like, great, now we're going to have four weapons. That's it. Hunt, but we hunt, don't. You have, like, very diverse. Hunting for hunting for ammo in, in Fallout uh, is such a chore. Because you got to figure out the exact ammo that your weapons that you are currently using use and hoard that shit. And I mean, I feel like it wasn't really. I kind of liked that it was, you know... Each weapon had a specific ammo type because it was, you know, for instance, an assault rifle. It was very clearly an AK, and it used 
this 5.56 ammo, whereas this pistol, which was obviously a 10 millimeter pistol, used a 10 millimeter ammo. Um, but it was great. Found, it, it was great for the realism. Was sense. a little annoying. At times, it was a little annoying, but I find that like ammo was abundant enough in that game that it really wasn't too big a deal. Uh, I think sometimes they can just get too involved when it, they have too many different ammo types. It can draw away from like what the storyline is and everything because you're hunting for so much. Yeah, but it's like it, you have four types of ammo for. You have an SMG. Yes, it could be a technically a certain weapon, but it's in that family. Right. Right. Uh, you know, kind of. That's kind of. Like, that's kind of like the Borderlands I, style of ammo. That's what I was thinking, but I don't want to really bring up Borderlands. That's, that's like in here. I have so many different SMG weapons, but I only have to pick up one type of ammo. And. I like that. I like that a lot. A lot of games that, you know, it's three types of ammo, you really only have three types of weapons, and they change their damage based on leveling, but, like, still the same weapon. Oh, uh, I think... I they think, still essentially demon. I think, uh, I, I think I love from Outer Worlds is the ability to level your weapons by tinkering. Yeah. So, so that that really uh, that really that. cool gun that you picked up when you were low level, you can actually like make it viable for up. late game. Couple levels, yeah. Uh, something I did find really annoying though uh, was I early on, and it's a cool feature. Uh, that's a no. Um, one thing I I found really annoying was early on when it announced the uh, um, what are they called? The anti perks. Oh, the 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 uh, flaws, where you, where you can you flaws. can you can choose a flaw and you get an extra perk point. Well, I, I, it didn't occur to me that I would need perception so so much, and uh, <laughs> I took the flaws like, sure, fuck it, why not? And uh, yeah, no, you need that perception, like for reals, yo. Perception is necessary. Oh, it's not like in previous. It's not like in Fallout games where your perception is like, oh, you can see guys coming. No, and this it is. Perception is how everything is decided. And it's very real. But, uh... Oh my god, yeah. Oh, did you jump down there? Because I got... Sorry, we're also playing Borderlands 3 right now while we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) For shame. Not even playing the game we're talking about. What what is wrong with you guys? Well, I was going to be playing that, but... Jay was like, Alex could play this with me, and I was like, alright, done. <laughs> and I was like, I had a bad day. Let's blow shit up. I still need I still need to pick up Borderlands 3, because I haven't played it yet. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend it, but since you're not talking about it, then I won't, you know. 
yeah, we get sidetracked on this all the time. But anyway, um, back to the outer worlds. Um, my my favorite thing so far is uh, de probably definitely the the, the the tinkering function because I picked up a uh, the vermin, which is the the freaking revolver, uh, the heavy yeah. the heavy ammo revolver. I picked that fucker up pretty early game. I have been using it ever since because, like, I love that thing. I changed its wet. I take. I changed its uh, damage type to plasma, and I'm just yeah. incinerating people with it. It it, it so is my I, favorite gun. Early game, and uh, used it to snipe people for like ever, and. Uh, we found it maximum useful. Uh, I actually I picked up the uh, I, I picked up the unique uh, Dead Eye assault rifle. Uh, it's called the Pink Slip. Uh, and no. uh, it oh my god, it does so much damage. I I uh, I used the freaking time uh, tactical time dilation and headshot guys and and they can be like the marauder ringleader or whatever like the highest tier of marauder and their head just explodes so doesn't fucking I, matter uh, um i picked up a plasma rifle you that, killed him and i'm on there oh never mind um i picked up a uh, plasma rifle that was like standard but the damage on it was ridiculous <laughs> and um, so it the damage on it was like ridiculous so i put a scope on that bad boy and i switched that out for my sniper rifle and as long as you get a crit it pretty much always considerates them yep <laughs> and uh you know you know there's a perk yeah, can, there's a perk you can get that when you kill somebody, the next hit is automatically a crit. Oh yeah, I know. And, like, uh, I picked that. I, I picked that fucking thing up. I picked that perk up I as could, soon as I could get it. I can kill the behemoths in like one shot with that thing. It's fantastic. But uh, the the I'm, I'm really getting the amount of side quests. The fact that there are entire worlds that you go to simply for side quests. Yep. See, that's what I like in a game when there's side quests because it's very annoying when it's either just co-op or uh, a, a main story. Thing, go from point A to point B, do things. Right. And I think there should be more involvement. I think there should be, hey, here's this quirky weird dude who wants you to do the stupidest thing on the face of the planet, but it's fun. Go find me a French translator. Bring How me. How am I supposed to find a French translator? Here? You must bring me a shrubbery. Borderlands 2. <laughs> when uh, Scooter's like, go find my dirty pornos. It's like, okay. Okay. Uh, you know what? The, out, the Outer Worlds might not have uh, toppled Borderlands uh, as the king of weird-ass side quests, but Outer no. Worlds uh, definitely came no. close. Played Borderlands 3. Holy crap. Definitely came close. I disagree 100,000%. Oh. If you oh, can really? watch weird 
Quest's fucking Fallout 3. That is the king. <laughs> Fallout 3 had so many ridiculous <laughs> side quests that, like, there is... It is nothing... Uh, that or uh, Skyrim, man. Yeah, you Skyrim, know what, actually... Side quest, I don't think I ever finished... I actually, think I ever once finished Skyrim's main storyline. And I've logged unreasonable hours in that game. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You, you got a point there, Anvil. Uh, you brought up Fallout 3, and I'm like, yeah, Moira's survival guide is probably the weirdest quest line ever out there. <laughs> right? I need you... I need you... Go hit Volrath with it. <laughs> I I need you to give yourself radiation poisoning so I can study it. Right? <laughs> Here's some cap. I can probably fix it. See. <laughs> but the I enjoy the, the one we just did at the beginning of Borderlands Three at Anvil. Where they're like, yeah, go rip out the electrical spine of something, and then also bring me a human spine. Right. I swear. And then he was I like, wait, it. I just had you do that for shits and giggles. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. That human spine would have never worked. But. <laughs> I, I love. I love one of us. I love that Outer Worlds has this diversity of of both quests you can get. And uh, the worlds you can visit for those quests, like the, the being able to change up the scenery is kind of nice. It does, yeah. It does sort of lack that open world feel sometimes, because you're having to like jump back to the ship, fly to this place, jump and you know jump off the ship. So and it is quite open world. I mean, it is. It um, is a lot those planets it's open and you go do whatever the fuck you want there's you know certain areas that are kind of enclosed but it's very open world borderland reminisced open world yeah yeah i mean not to bring up borderlands 3 again but one of the things that's new to borderlands 3 is you are in a ship in space there's multiple planets and you get to jump between these planets to do different quests and you can either open world it or you can keep it closed. Mm. So, yeah. It does have that Borderlands reminisce feeling right now. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how Outer Worlds is. Of You go back to your ship and then go between each world for quests you need to do. Well, in Borderlands, you don't have to... No, I already picked up the map. Um, that's an extra quest. Oh, eh, that's just a weird quest that we're gonna like because it's a weird head, and they want us to do a quest. I uh, I I just remembered a question I wanted to ask you, Anvil. In your playthrough of the Outer World so far, have you done anything to piss off a faction so much that you are shoot on sight with that faction? <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I, at one point, so, I, I did a day where I was just sort of, like, fucking about, and none of it saved, thankfully, <laughs> but I went, I went to the, uh, that first town, and shot the guy in charge, in the face, <laughs> <laughs> and 
trans and it put me in, in the uh, that corporation's books as uh, needs supervision. <laughs> so I got followed around by guards and then I get one of their settlements. <laughs> oh hey, man, Anvil, I... put your headset up right now. Because you're talking through the TV, through my computer, and bouncing back. Muted my mic. Heard. Heard. Anyway, um, the, I, I, I managed to pish off Edgewater as Spacer's Choice so bad that I am shoot on sight with any Spacer's Choice employees. Well, you've managed to piss people off your whole life. You really think a video game's going to be different? I mean... I, I wasn't expecting, like, the one... De- the, with one decision. I made one singular decision. And I am 100% negative uh, reaction from this... Uh, oh, you you, pro- you didn't do all the side quests there yet. And you sent all the electricity to... Uh, what's, it, what's it called, right? Yeah, I diverted it away from Edgewater. <laughs> they were so mad. I think that's one of the reasons I'm so interested in the game is there is consequence. Right? Like, I... I I looked into that. I'm in the middle of... But I'd already done all the side quests. All it it did was switch me to uh, a little bit negative. Well, if you have have positive built up, uh, it kind of balances out the negative. Right. So, because I have have another faction uh, that I am... Uh, had a lot of positive built up with them, and then I got some negative built up through no fault of my own. Oh, sure. I, it wasn't my fault. I did, I simply... You say that a lot. The only thing I did was, was I did a side quest for another, another faction that these two factions are apparently at odds, and because I did that side quest for that other faction, I pissed off the, uh, uh, iconoclasts which was the faction that, that has some negative toward me. And they started attacking me during that quest line. So I had to fight back. And it was like 4% negative re- uh, reputation with them every person I killed. So I killed like 10 people. So I've got like 40% negative against the Iconoclast. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't choose this. You fuckers attacked me. This could have been so, fine. We could have both gone on our merry way, but you assholes attacked me. So, Keith, did you figure out a way to make everybody happy with uh, Edgewater? No, I didn't. I did. The trick was con- uh, convincing uh, the people at the... Uh, um, the leader of the people at uh, the greenhouse, yeah, to go be in charge of Edgewater and getting and convincing the jackass to leave. Which okay, was not as difficult as you might think. Well, I'll have to try that. I'll have to try that again when I do another playthrough, because like this is Zephyr we're talking big, about, though. Big big props to Obsidian for how they put Outer Worlds together. But from the very first mission, 
instant replayability. Oh yeah. Because oh, 100%. like your choices from the start of the game matter. And not and not and they matter further out than you think too. And not like, and not just in the, the not what you did on the first mission, like it changes how people react to you yep. and what happens to you. And the, the repu- know, later on down the game, the reputation system is fucking amazing. It, it adds it adds a whole new layer of replayability to the game that just having the stat district being able to change up your stat distribution when you make a new character uh, changes the game. Because like, traveling. sure, uh, sure, Fallout and uh, other RPGs have that. You can rearrange your stats when you start a new game, and that kind of affects how your playstyle is. But right. adding that uh, capability of the decisions that you make affecting the storyline as it goes down, instant replayability value because you could you could go through and be the paragon, or you could go and be the asshole, or you could just take the kind of middle road and just eh, I feel like making this decision today. Whereas with Outer Worlds, it's not so much Paragon, Asshole, it's very much each group that you interact with, you have your Paragon and Asshole status. Exactly. Unless you're like separate and interact with a tribe that's pissed off at another tribe and then, you know, Uh, now everyone hates you. That's the wow, thing. My rep- my reputation with another faction affected how the faction of- had treated me. Yes, but that being said, in some of them, it, uh, yeah, in some factions, specifically being liked by one faction will make you be hated by the other. However, in some places, it's completely unrelated. Like, you're liked by this faction. And you're liked by this faction, and that's okay. So it's it's very, I don't know. They all it's very complex, and I, I like it a lot, honestly. I like I love I the employees. I know what I'm buying tonight. I, I think I uh, <laughs> do. You, do you have do you have Xbox Game Pass? Uh, no, I've been kind of avoiding it, but I'm thinking I'm gonna just get do it. it. Yeah, get it. To- it totally, totally. Right now, not to, like, boast about Xbox, but right now it's three months for a dollar. Shame, shame, yeah, shameless, shameless plug. If you get one game, you've already saved money. Shameless plug for the audience. Outer Worlds is free with Xbox Game Pass. Right now. Oh, yeah. Get it as and, soon as you can. They- it alone makes Game Pass worth it, in my opinion. Not to mention the countless other games on Game Pass. Uh, some of them good, some of them not. But, like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. That game alone. If you, There's one game on Game Pass that you play. If you play, let's say, one game for five months, you've already made it worth it. Mm-hmm. You've already saved money. Yep. So, buy the Outer Worlds. Like play it. Game so much. Also, uh, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like I also have to say this: we were, we were not paid to do this episode. <laughs> we don't, 
We don't get paid around here. And here's the thing about Game Pass. So with Game Pass, you can download the games and play them for free as long as you have Game Pass. Or you can buy that game at a considerable discount with Game Pass. And then if you ever lose your Game Pass, like if you decide not to buy a Game Pass this month or you only wanted it for a month or whatever, then you can keep playing that game uh, without the Game Pass if you so choose. Um, but honestly, the way I see it, Game Pass is worth getting. And if you already have gold, it's an extra dollar a month to get the uh, Game Pass Ultimate. And it's your it's your uh, Xbox Gold membership and Game Pass together. And it's only a dollar more a month than regular gold. So it's honestly, if you play one game all year long, that made it worth it. I don't play Borderlands every day. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're not we're not I'm gamers a- here totally it's not a thing uh but like just just that the replayability value of outer worlds makes it worth getting on game pass or just straight up buying it outright because that is a game that i'm probably going to sink so much time into it's not even funny and to be honest, I have yet to, like, out of all my friends that have already bought it, I have yet to hear one bad review, except for, like, some minor glitches. But most games, when they come out these days, there are the minor glitches, but they, they're fixed within weeks. Like, right. really, the only glitch I've noticed so far for my playthrough is occasionally when I'm, like, selling a bunch of items or scrapping a bunch of items, my cursor will jump back uh, up to the top left corner of the inventory screen so if i'm not careful i'll end up scrapping something that i really really want so i've learned to just sort of pay attention to what item is highlighted when i'm scrapping or selling i think you should just pay attention to any item you're scrapping in any video game just saying well i mean it's only really the only glitch i've had is the uh pavardi being dead even though she's not dead I, uh, yeah, I, I accidentally sold all of my, uh, Adreno to a, uh, um, vending machine because of that. So it was like, I had like so much healing item and then I sold all of it to the vending machine and I couldn't get it back because it was the wrong type of vending machine for the item. I had to go to a spacer's choice vending machine to buy all of my Adreno back. But, uh, Are you saying Drano or Adreno? Adreno. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. Adreno. It's like adrenaline, but... Better? Different. Adreno. Uh, more addictive, obviously. Remember, it's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. Oh, that... That yeah, we definitely need to talk to talk about that particular facet of uh, Outer Worlds. Now that we've uh, now that we've kind of given everybody the the lowdown of why it's a good game and why they should get it, uh, we are now entering the spoiler territory of the uh, Outer Worlds review episode. So if you don't want to be spoiled for any events or anything that happens in the game later on, uh, 
stop listening stop now. Suck it up. Suck or, it up. Or keep or listening. Like, anyway, <laughs> uh, basically, the whole world of Outer Worlds is this colony out in space that's many different colonized planets and space stations that are all owned and run by corporations. It is that are all subsects of the same corporation. It is, it is it is like the penultimate capitalist hellscape. Truth. Totally totally and not social commentary or anything. And if you've ever heard the if you've ever heard the song Sixteen Tons, like that kind of corporation. Like everything they do goes to the company because they owe the company store so much money that their families will be basically stuck working for this company and buying all their stuff because they're only allowed to buy stuff from that company. So they keep going further into debt with that company and basically forces them into being slaves. Oh my God. The, the, com- the commercialism in the game itself is so bad that I have already decided that in this particular playthrough, I am going to do everything in my power to piss off every corporation. <laughs> like, there's, there's only one corporation that I have allied myself with, and it's, it's the Monarch Stellar Industries, because they plan on taking everything down from the inside. And Sanjay actually seems to care about his people. Right. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not super pissed off about the uh, the iconoclast being pissed off at me, because like their their leader was a dumbass. Like, grand, Oh my god. I felt so bad for Zora having to put up with his bullshit. He was so dumb. Yes, we uh, we need the roller. We need the rollers and high capacity data data uh, data tapes so that we can make all of the anti corporation propaganda. And Zora's over here going, food, supplies, hello. The dude was such a fucking dumbass. It's like, dude, do you even care about the lives of your own people? Why are you the one in charge? I think my favorite thing about video games is their taglines and the stupid decisions they make that you're like, wait, what? Oh, the Outer Worlds has has no shortage of stupid taglines. Like the the, it's not the best choice, it's Spacer's Choice. That is literally the tagline of the Spacer's Choice company. Sounds like a tagline from Borderlands. Like all, all like of the guns. <laughs> all of the slogans for all of these companies are like somebody. Somebody in the actual advertising business would take a look at the uh, take a look at these slogans and be like, "Jesus fucking Christ, were you on crack when you decided that this was the slogan for your company?" Because that's right. not that's not exactly selling your company to everybody. You know, the space the fucking Spacer's Choice slogan. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. Like, well, okay, like wait, 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 wait to straight up admit that your your stuff is cheap and low quality. 
Well, Dr. Zed of Borderlands, when you sell your guns, he's like, it's not organs, but it'll work. <laughs> like, okay. Like, or, I, or, or my favorite one is, I pulled one of those out of a dead guy once. I like, thank you for letting me know my shield has been used for propulsion. Hyperion, <laughs> Hyperion Industries had a better, has better PR than the freaking uh, corporations in Outer Worlds. Or even Torg, he's like, use my weapons or I'll kill you. It's like, okay, I'll do it. If you buy from anyone else, I'll have you killed. <laughs> Fucking Marcus. <laughs> There's a bullet with your name on it. Oh, that sounded wrong. Oh man. But there's the we trick. There's the trick. If you There's the trick. If you buy the bullet with your name on it, nobody can use it against you. <laughs> but can they though? Yeah, but you gotta look at it this way. If you keep buying, if you buy the bullet with your name on it, he's just gonna make more bullets with your name on it. Cause he knows they sell. <laughs> oh, man. Vault Hunter. <laughs> well, would they put the name of the person or would they put Vault Hunter on the bullet? Oh, that's valid. Cause then it, it would have every Vault Hunter's name on it. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, if. Uh, I, Anybody who's a fan of Borderlands, I highly recommend The Outer Worlds too because it is very similar in a very similar vein. Uh, it's not quite as kooky and crazy as uh, Borderlands, but it does have its own charm. Um, Borderlands kind of having that, that post-apocalyptic feel, whereas uh, Outer Worlds is very much the... Uh, space opera, uh, Shadowrun corporations own everything type of story. I think of Borderlands more of being like alien planet all the time battle royale. Because everybody is trying to kill everybody all the time. Borderlands is basically Mad Max in space. <laughs> uh, that is a very valid explanation of Borderlands. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Right Borderlands is Mad Max in space. Uh, the The Outer Worlds is like uh, Blade Runner in space, maybe. Never, uh, no, no. The hamster is trying too hard. Calm down. I was trying to think of something that involves like mega corporations owning everything, and really, Blade Runner was the only thing that came to mind. I didn't know we were talking about corporate America. It's kind of like Minority Report. Yeah. Yeah, without the uh, pre-crime division. Well, I mean, the corporation is kind of. <laughs> yeah, but the corporate the corporation's not arresting you for crimes. You you know, crimes you haven't committed yet. The corporation's arresting you because you've committed crimes because they don't like said thing and they made it a crime to do it. Because yeah, they yeah. have all the power. I mean, if you had all the power too, you'd probably make up stupid laws. Nah. 
I'm just saying, making it illegal to drive slow in the fast lane is not a stupid law. He's got just a saying. point there. If you're that in the fast lane, definitely has to get off the road. I don't drive slow in the fast lane. I drive fast in the slow lane. Grandma. Nah. We've been in the car with you. Don't lie. I was more thinking about your wife there, bro. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does she drive slow in the fast lane, she complains about people passing her on the right. Then get out of the left lane. <laughs> oh, I really hope she's not listening. Yeah, she is. I hope she is. She sometimes <laughs> listens to the podcast, but not always. Anyway. Well, uh, kind of have a fan, I guess. I'm trying to think if there's anything about Outer Worlds, any selling points we haven't covered yet. Um, Graphics are awesome. Game is awesome. Story's great. great. Price if you have game pass. So basically buy the game. Yeah. I can get it. It's awesome. Uh, it it does have a good variety of the uh, various uh, classes and shit that you can try and be. It doesn't really have a class system, but you can definitely tailor your character to whatever the hell you want to be. You want to be the smartass engineer that is constantly correcting everybody on their science. Uh, yeah, you can do that. Just pump all your skill points into engineering and shit. Give yourself a high intelligence. That's not your category. <laughs> Stop. They've even got a. I'm sorry. They've even I'm got just a, having fun. They've even got a freaking techno scythe. Like, yeah. That that thing is is wicked. I love it so much. Only I have shit points in melee, so it's, like, not very great for me using it. It's a novelty weapon for me. Right. I, I, I just want to clear something up, though, for any of your, like, listeners. I, I know I've been digging on you a lot, but just so everybody knows, rel related, this happens every day. Uh, you don't got to apologize for you. Don't, you don't got to apologize for ragging on for, on me on the podcast. It happens with anybody I bring on the podcast. Well, I mean, look who it is. I mean, what? We're not. We're not. Uh, we're not. We're not joined by uh, Wild High today, and he's constantly ragging on me. Anvil can attest to that. Last couple episodes yeah. he's been on. But uh. Yeah, no, just can I vote that the next one I'm on, we please talk about Borderlands 3 because there's so much to talk about. I mean, there's a possibility we could do a Borderlands 3 episode, it would probably be a retrospective uh, at that point. But uh, Borderlands 3 came out like months ago, so we've kind of way past the point of gaming September 13th baby of gaming and I've already beaten it twice we have way past the the point of gaming the algorithm for Borderlands so unless something happens where they start trending again maybe we'll, we'll hit the talk only about thing it that I do like is there's there's a lot more to it and there's uh different season things you get to do so they bring in a DLC that's available for a season and then a, a different one will come available 
for that time. Like, there's a Halloween one that's going on until December 3rd or 4th. Nice. And then they're going to switch to a Christmas one. <laughs> Maybe. Or they'll do, like, a Valentine's Day massacre or something. Those are always fun. I don't know. The Borderlands Christmas special kind of has the, the Star Wars vibe to it. Kind of head did you just put on yourself? The best kind. <laughs> you just noticed that. You're rough running around with Marcus's head on your face. Nice. Oh, speak. Speaking of 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 heads, uh, very early on in the Outer Worlds, the the freaking Moon Spacer's Choice Moon oh, Man yeah. helmet is available oh, for man. purchase for quite cheap. Or steal. You can steal them, too. You can steal them as well. <laughs> but, uh... I... <laughs> it has it has a shit armor rating. I gave it to one of my companions. I gave it to the priest. <laughs> gave it to the priest? What yeah, is wrong? I haven't, I haven't looked up what, what companions you can get so far, because I have... The priest is gone. I, I have you do it right. I have Parvati. I have uh Nyoka. I have um Felix and I have Sam. And your mom. What? Because uh, because as soon as I as soon remember. as soon as I found the robot in the hold of the ship, I repaired him immediately. Yeah, I, I don't remember all of the names, but I have the robot, I have the doctor, I have the engineer, I have the street thug, I have um, the priest. I feel like there was another one. It's like Firefly the game. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned because I'm almost out of rooms and I feel like I just barely started the game. So I'm afraid that there's a limit on how many companions you can have, and you have to let a companion go to get a new one after that. There is. There's a limit. You you can only you can only I know that much. You can only have the six slots you have on that screen, and if you want a new companion afterward, you have to fire one of the old ones. Uh, Anvil can't have a Harlem now. Harlem. Whatever. Fuck. Yeah, and no words. Shut up. Anvil always has a harem, so that's that's actually probably going to be a first for him. Harlem is a city. Harem is what you want. They also are globe chatters. Well, they were from this. They were from the uh uh and Harlem, well Harlem's Harlem is a, in New York. Harlem's a district, not a city. Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. It's a neighborhood. It's a district. It's yeah, a neighborhood. neighborhood. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Harlem, man. I'm hard. I don't know. Harlem, yeah, ain't, stop it. You ain't from uh, New York City. You from Ratcha-cha. No. no, I'm not. I'm from Virginia Beach. <laughs> Let's face it. You're both from Texas. <laughs> no. No. 
You can take no. the boy. You can take the boy out of Texas. You can't take Texas out of the boy. Unfortunately, we were there for like six months. Oh, this doesn't count. I was there for longer than six months. Cumulative. We were there for a year and a half. No, I'm I'm talking cumulative. There was when we lived there with dad, and then there was basic training in tech school. I was there for longer than a year, cumulative. <laughs> Not count as being from Texas. Every Texan listening to this is gonna be like, Burn that guy at the stake. I'm pretty sure most Texans are if you wanna to claim to be a Texan and you lived in Texas at some point in your life, you're allowed to call yourself a Texan. But don't I quote me on that. Not. <laughs> I am by no means. I am by no means. I am by no means the authority on what makes a Texan a Texan. Well, they just have to be worse than Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, the Okie throwing shades. Just saying. Okie's Oakland. Just saying. Okie is a term for people from Oklahoma as well. <laughs> site you know being stupid so i'm not even i thought that was the point of borderlands it's kind of the point kind of the point of outer worlds too well i'm waiting for alex to be ready to go the next mission so you'll be waiting in that in-game lobby for quite a while dude he wants to battle every person we pass even if we've already defeated them and it's like, we're on our way to a mission, can you wait? But I gotta kill these guys! It's like, dude, we will have plenty to... But I gotta kill... We're never gonna finish this game. He has... Well, I like to take my sweet... He has to kill everything. He has to search every square inch of the room to make sure there's no items that he missed. But the exactly. thing is, if you fight for too long, they're gonna respawn again, and then you know he will he will pick he will pick up every item conceivable that he comes across, whether or not it makes him over encumbered, and then he will walk his happy little ass to a place where he can either sell it off, dump it, or store it. He takes like thirty minutes just to sell stuff. Hey, he is just jelly. He is fucking thorough. Like he, there was a reason. There was a reason he was so fucking good at Fallout seventy six because he hoarded everything and he didn't give a fuck about not being able to fast travel. I was really annoyed at Fallout seventy six for the fact that my camp could only hold so much weight. That was that was really your own limit your only limitation for Fallout 76 the way you play was the fact that your storage was so small. But it's like yo outer worlds fucking amazing. The real world. He's he's practicing like he's practicing for when he goes goes back to uh play Outer Worlds later. No, no, no. I'm saying he's practicing for real life. He is he's practicing, so he's like, okay. In real life, they're only gonna let me carry eighteen items on my back because after that I physically have nowhere to go to sell it, but he's gonna try. <laughs> the apocalypse, like, <laughs> carry it. 
I can carry it in my arms. If I could do it in a video game, I can do it in real life. Anvil is the living embodiment of I'm gonna fucking do it in one trip or I'm gonna die. Pretty much. Is that how you take care of your groceries? One oh, trip. yeah. I'm gonna get oh, it. Yeah. I'm gonna get it in I'm one trip, or I guess I'll die. No, it's I'll get it in one trip, or that milk's going to waste. <laughs> then again, Anvil does not waste milk. I was gonna say, there's no wasting milk. It's You're we're getting it in one shot. It's like a Fallout Skyrim crossover. Anvil's got too much weight, he can't carry it all, so he just pops the milk open and chugs it to get the inventory weight gone. I need to get rid of five pounds. Okay, I just want to say, new podcast idea, Anvil's real-life survival skills. Yeah. <laughs> And just, it's all about how he takes what he learns in video games from real life to real life. That's an, it. Anvil, That's all he can talk about. Anvil's video game survival guide. <laughs> for the real world. That's what you gotta add. Yeah, I'd, for the real world. I'd listen to that. I'd listen to a comedy podcast based off of that. What are you talking about? That's not comedy. That's uh, That's historical. It's comedy informational. Informational Jay, comedy. Like a, it's like a drunk, uh, what is it, drunk historians or something? Drunk history? <laughs> drunk history. <laughs> what, you, what, are you, what are you doing, Anvil? We can only record when Anvil is hammered. Alright, and on that note, we are approaching the end of the episode. So, uh, Anvil, where can they find you? Uh, usually caring more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you can find me at most DAG events, usually sitting next to a fire. <laughs> Alright. And, uh, Jay, where can they find you? Um, well, if you want to play with me on Xbox, ArmyQueen08, and that's most of my handles for everything. And I'm usually doing weird stuff with my animals or video games. So, you know, I try not to... Not the weird stuff you're thinking of, though. Get your minds out of the gutters. Yeah, bestiality is not my thing. I actually am working on starting an animal rescue. So, uh, minds out of the gutters, gentlemen, ladies, individuals, people. <laughs> Real king's <know>. fame. <laughs> you or you can find me... You, you can't know, say you people. Don Cherry, Cherry got fired for that. <laughs> oh snap! What can I say? <laughs> Can't say you people. <laughs> we'll cover it at the end of the episode. And as always, I am your host Zephyr Zero. This has been our latest episode of Press A Gaming. And remember to press A for more great gaming content. We'll see you next time.